I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Third down and five, Bolden in the backfield. Carr getting away from Bosa. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. The great Kevin Harlan with the call last season. Was that a Raiders highlight? Or are we playing it for the New Orleans Saints? Hmm. It's a mystery. Ponder that. <laughs> Rosillo. Uh, Derek Carr. One-time Raider quarterback. Well, that'd be the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. We will get to the Saints in a second here on Eight Buckets, but we have to wrap up the Las Vegas Raiders. So, Ken, we've made our way through the schedule. Where do we sit right now on the Raiders with their win total sitting at six and a half of the season? Yeah, so uh, no blowout wins projected for the Raiders. Probably not surprising given the division that they play in. Two blowout losses projected, uh, seven likely losses, six toss-ups, and only two likely wins. So a 17-game schedule only two games where they project to be a three-point or more favorite in. Obviously, that's going to equate to a really small number of projected wins and a really low win total in the market, even before you consider who the quarterback is, who the coach is, who's on the coaching staff, which we did last segment. Uh, so win total of six and a half. We estimate the Raiders to win 6.6 games, so like pretty much in line with how the market feels. Again, just based on a raw point spread projection. Um, and then using the other kind of just like more open-ended form of analysis, which is just the blowout wins and losses count. So 0-2. And then every other game, sub seven point spread, you just cut in half and they get half of that is seven and a half. So that's 15 games, seven and a half. So when you get to the really low end, you're going to end up with that happening. Sometimes the number will be a little higher than uh, the, what the number in those is in the market. But you have to remember the Raiders, they play a lot of games where it's like, well, what is that? It's like, well, other team minus five and a half or other team minus six. We haven't given at least four of those games. So that's why the number is a little lower than that second projection. Um, I don't, I don't think we've uncovered anything new i guess it's it's just i guess interesting to note that it's you know i'm guessing some people are probably looking at the raiders number being like oh everyone thinks mcdaniel stinks like everyone thinks the organization is dysfunctional that's baked into this number no it isn't like it's just this is just team quality like that's all it is that's right? just point spread in the market like there, there's no extra tax here for mcdaniel's is a terrible coach there's no extra tax Actually, the over is getting bet on six and a half. There's literally no tax for that for Mark Davis and McDaniels and these coordinators and these coaches and uh, and underachieving versus expectation. There's no sort of uh, penalty. There's no adjustment for that in the market. So it's almost like, all right, well, if you think they're really that bad, can you go under here and think that like that's what the market is not capturing? Like the market's capturing the Raiders team quality perfectly. The point spread market. We just did all the games. We're probably pretty close on a lot of them right now, right now. But like. Can you really just, this is what I was talking about before, like, can you just play against the coaches you think are terrible and know that you're not, in this case, you're not really paying a tax for it? 
I think it's a, it's a great point and certainly consideration to a Raiders under win total. Um, I just want to say this about Devontae Adams fantasy-wise. Um, there's a lot of pessimism around Adams this year, not because people don't think he's not a great player anymore. Obviously, he still is. But just obviously, you go from Derek Carr to Garoppolo, and it's not that, like, you know, Carr's 50 times better than Garoppolo, but Garoppolo's hurt a lot, and then but you had Brian Hoyer and the Garber baby behind Behind Jimmy Garoppolo right now, right now at least, quarterback of the of the Las Vegas Raiders, Darren Waller's now at the New York Giants. So, like, is there a lot of uh, other players on the offense to kind of take pressure away from Devontae Adams? Like, I've, I've, I've seen Adams go in the third round of drafts, late second round, especially with quarterbacks now going earlier with Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts all going in, like, the second round of drafts. You give me Devontae Adams in the third round of a draft, I click that button 100% of the time. Oh, I still like Adams. I mean, yeah. hey, he's it doesn't it could be one of us as the quarterback, and I think Adams would still be a mind. He's so so good. The volume is going to be insane. I get kind of like on the surface a little pessimism, but not enough to drive him in like the third round of drafts or like late yeah. second. They're going to be me, losing a I, lot. They're going to be losing a lot of games, and they play in ideal weather at home. I mean, I just you know like what are the what are the conditions for accumulating yards receiving wise? You know, like that, you got two of them right there. And you take it from me, someone who had Adams on fantasy teams last year. He literally, like, won me my leagues. And lest we forget, uh, Week 17 against the San Francisco 49ers, that overtime game where we had 9 million points of closing line value and still lost the bet, with Jarrett Stidham starting at quarterback, went absolutely nuclear with Stidham against the Niners' defense. He's awesome. I don't think there's any need to be concerned about Devontae Adams. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Terrific Tuesday. We'll get to the NBA coming up momentarily here. But for now, we continue on with eight buckets. Let's talk the New Orleans Saints. And Ken, you used the word obsession yesterday on the show to describe your um, the way you feel right now about trying to you know, think about teams in, in different sports, not just the NFL, through the prism of like coach and then like best player. In this instance, it would be coach quarterback, right? Coaching staffs and then quarterbacks. Well, the New Orleans Saints have a coach-quarterback combination of Dennis Allen and Derek Carr. We've seen this movie before in Oakland. We know how it ends. Orly. But the New Orleans Saints, because of the division they play in, have a pretty high win total in the market. Nine and a half. Now, under is minus 140, over plus 115 at MGM. But still, the Saints expect it to be I'm at least around 500, if not a winning team this year. To make the playoffs, yes, minus 160. They are favored to win the NFC South. So let us start, Ken, the New Orleans Saints schedule with week one game we talked about yesterday. I think both of us kind of came down on the side of we like the Titans, at least now. We'll see what happens when we get there. The number is going to be three or more. The Saints a three-point home favorite against Tennessee, so New Orleans will start with a likely win. Yeah, that's I totally agree. Again, that's I think that's just important to tie back to the point about McDaniels and the Raiders. Like, It's not like we hear these point spreads and be like, well, I know it's three, but like, let's give them a loss. Like, we're not doing that. Like, we're doing an authentic kind of like, here's what we actually think the point spread would be and what their win probability would be. So that's why when we get to the end, you can be like, oh, cool. My number is the same as the market. There's no extra McDaniels tax. Great. Under on McDaniels. Feel great. And uh, I'll be curious when we do the same exercise if that happens. I don't know if it will. Um, But yes, likely when to start off with. Uh, That is week one for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Week two, the Saints will travel to Carolina to play the Panthers. And this is a this is the first of a Monday night football doubleheader that night in week two. It's a Monday night game. Saints at Carolina. Uh, Saints at Carolina is uh, probably like Saints two and a half or Saints one or something, right? Right now, it's a, it's a toss. Is that ever is my three? Point. Is it ever Saints three? Not now, right? What's Atlanta Carolina right now in week one? Atlanta's Atlanta's like. I'll tell you less than three. PM up here. Uh, no, Atlanta three minus one ten. 
Yeah, this one's really close then. I could, I, oh man. I think it's three. It's two and a half or three. It's two and a half or three. We can say, well, let's say three. I'm okay with that. Let's say three. All right, so likely win for the Saints in week two, Monday Night Football on the road in Carolina. Week three, uh, the Saints will visit Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. Well, God, I mean, if the Carolina game's three. And this has to be three also, Three. Right? Yeah. Hey. So they got, so they have three consecutive games to start the year in which they will be a three-point favorite. Hey, you know who tends to lose those games a lot? Three-point favorite? Bad coaches. They lose those out. games all the time. Yeah. Uh, week four, the Saints will host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a game where I can tell you right now I will be, I will be betting Tampa plus the points in this game. Yeah, I mean, the only question is whether it's Saints 7 or not. I don't think so. Well, actually, it, uh, yes, Tampa's right? At, yeah, Tampa's at Minnesota, and it's what, 6.5, 6? Uh, 6.5. It's 7. It's 6.5 six, it's six or 7. I think it's 7. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the stupid yes. team. Well, I, well right. I, and this is... I'll explain it at the end. Be like, yeah, like this is why the win total is really high because it's schedule-driven analysis. That's in the market. Like there, there's nobody out there that's like, if every team played the same ease of schedule, would be like, yeah, Saints nine and a half. That's what it's supposed. To be. It's just that's how you get a projection like that, and then you bet under because the coach is stupid. But that's fine. Uh, so blowout <laughs> win to start. All right, uh, October eighth, the Saints will visit uh, the Patriots. Saints at Patriots in Week Eight. I, it's not Patriots three. It's like probably a toss-up game. Patriots, Patriots two, and, two a half. and a half. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, so toss-up. October fifteenth, Saints at Texans. Likely win. Yeah. Never seven. Uh, yeah. Probably something a weird kind of four and a half five type number. Yep. Likely I think win. Four and a half five. Yep. Uh, Saints on October nineteenth. So this is a short week now. Thursday night, the Saints will host Jacksonville Jaguars. Toss-up. Yeah, uh, Jags two and a half, probably, right? So I was going to say, like, Jags favored by less than three. Yeah, toss up. Yep. Uh, so now October 29th, so extra rest coming off a Thursday night game. The Saints will travel to Indy to play the Colts. And they will be at least three in that uh, game, right? Three. Yeah, I think we, I think they, God, they play a lot of games they are going to fall in that category. Yep. Uh, now, uh, November 5th, the Saints will host the Chicago Bears. The Saints are, are, are this is a likely win. Likely win, but yeah, never seven. And uh, yeah, likely win. November 12th, Saints on the road at Minnesota. Toss-up. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, not Vikings three. Yep, toss-up. Minnesota up. two and a half? Yeah. Maybe it's three. Hmm. It's not. Not right now. Uh, the Saints will then go on their bye. So they come out of the bye here, extra rest, on the road at Atlanta. Toss-up. Toss up. Okay. Um, December 3rd, the Saints will host... This is an interesting one. The Saints will host the Lions. Toss-up. Yeah, it's not Lions 3. Yeah. I actually think it might be like a pick -em. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, you could talk me into like Lions as some kind of really, really, really small favorite. Uh, December 10th, the Saints will host the Carolina Panthers. Likely win. Like, likely win. Um, December 17th, the Saints will host the Giants. Another likely win. Likely win. 
Uh, December 21st, the Saints will travel to look to the LA to take on the Rams. Another likely win. Likely win. Three. Come right. on. New Year's Eve, the Saints travel to Tampa to play the Bucks. Another likely win. Likely win. And then, week 18, the Saints will host the Atlanta Falcons. Another <laughs> likely win. Likely win. You know, this this is this is an incredible. I funny thing is I so I have full disclosure I have the Saints under on nine and a half, uh, and I I remember looking at the schedule and just being like, well, this is going to be a really fun ride. Um, not knowing exactly what I had projected the point spreads at, but knowing that uh, here's a here's a really fun stat about the Saints schedule the way that we project it right now. Uh, they have zero games where they're projected to be a three point dog or more. Zero wow. on the whole schedule. Wow. Zero. Zero blowout losses, zero likely losses. And so, like, I think here's a perfect example, by the way, for people who listen to yesterday's show, where I'm like, don't figure out strength of schedule for everybody by looking at, like, the win totals of their opponents. Because if you have the Saints on your schedule and it's a nine and a half, you'd be like, wow, that schedule is really tough. Yeah, but the Saints aren't actually that good. And they're not that good because they're a nine and a half playing, like, really an Eagles last year like schedule really like something like that where you just look and you go uh oh boy and uh they do play a tremendous number of games where they're going to be like an exactly three point favorite right now six of them seven of them maybe something like that so those are like you know half point here or there is a toss-up it's not like every game they're a five and a half or a six point favorite but it's a crazy like if you're going to see nine and a half with a team that's not good it has to be a crazy schedule this is a crazy schedule uh they it's worth noting they also only have one game where they're a projected blowout winner. One. Which is pr to have all of your schedule compressed into two buckets, and those buckets are likely win and toss-up, and you're coached by Dennis Allen and Derek Carr as your quarterback. What a fun season to follow. Just, can, can, is this team going to just step on rakes, or are they going to actually like follow through with how we project those games? Um, on a win total of 9.5, we project 10.8 wins for the Saints against the schedule. Uh and I think what you're seeing in the market for them is a push and pull between, oh my God, the schedule's so easy, they're going to be this in these games, against Dennis Allen and Derek Carr. I think that's the push and pull that you're seeing. It's just, it's illogical for a team with that coach and that quarterback to have a win total of 10 or 10 and a half. It like can't be allowed to stand. They're just not good enough. I think Dennis Allen's record is something like 15 and 38 as a head coach or something like that. And I think Derek Carr, I had it up at the start of the segment, but I, I think I closed out of it. And Derek Carr for his career is 16 games under 500 with two winning seasons in eight years. Big time schedule, chance to win a million games. And if people who heard that Eagles one, Dennis Allen is 15 and 38. People who heard that Eagles one be like, man, well, you liked the Eagles under last year and they went over. So schedule, right? Like schedule is a big deal, right? But like, now ask yourself what the difference might be between those two teams. Okay, like, maybe I didn't like Sirianni a ton, or maybe Jalen Hurts, like, lost a playoff game. He also made the playoffs. Sirianni was also an unknown coach. Way more upside in that pair than in Dennis Allen and Derek Carr. Way more upside. Like, but like, a really like we interesting team. we know what team. Allen and Carr are. We know right. what they are. Know exactly what they are. So just strong push and pull, I think. Two really, really heavy anchors. One, coach and quarterback are absolutely dreadful versus this type of number. Not in general, just versus this type of number. And the second thing is, yeah, but how? who are they losing to? So it's just those two things against each other. What, what's the second number for New Orleans? Did you do it? So 10 and a half was the first number? 
Oh, the uh, the toss up thing. Uh, the second exercise. I mean, they'd be one and zero with sixteen games, which is a nine. Nine. Well, that's that's what it speaks to. No, like basically no blowouts. Hey, you're gonna be in a bunch of close games, a bunch of games where you're projected to win by a little bit. I'm sure it's gonna go great with those two in those kind of games. I'm sure it's gonna be awesome. Sure, there won't be crippling interceptions and bad coaching decisions when you're up three with 10 minutes left. I think they might be the most interesting team we've talked about so far. That was a fascinating uh, discussion and exercise there on the New Orleans Saints. On the other side, a little NBA win total conversation. What stands out early on in the process? We'll tell you next. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by (laughs) BetMGM. On the BetQL Network.